such a great such a great emotion and sometimes so overlooked that we just forget to tell Jesus sometimes I love you you know sometimes we're we're so set on making sure he knows we're doing our best or I'm trying and we're asking for things and trying to find our way that we forget sometimes to just stop and say Lord I love you and I really mean that with all of my heart God's good at me all the time thank you Lord while you're standing I want to read a couple portions of scripture I want to say again great to see everyone here today let's give our visitors another hand we're glad you're with us today great to see you glad to have you in the house of the Lord with us today I know people are are busy and things are going on, so we're going to redeem the time. Luke 2 and 11, and then from there I'm going to John, St. John chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. Luke 11, or 2 and 11, the angels announcing to the shepherds, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. In John chapter 1, verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought, that I might know him that I might know him. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Lord, thank you for your word. and Thank you for your presence in this house today. Lord, we're thankful. Oh, so thankful for the gift of salvation, for the body and blood that was sacrificed for us, for the Holy Ghost that lives in us today. And Lord, I pray today that we will be mindful to search you out. Lord, and that we will, more than just hearing about you, we'll know you. Bless this word today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give him a hand clap and shout of praise one more time. One more good voice of praise in this house. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you for being in service today. That I might know him. I just read two very powerful statements. The first in Luke chapter 2 was an announcement to a dark and dying world. Not announced to kings or prophets or people with reputation, but to the common man. A world now that had hope. The other passage of scripture was tragic. That the world did not recognize or even know their creator, who was their savior, Christ the Lord. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Do you know that these words don't change even today? Because Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Well, let me tell you, as long as you and I are in this world, and he's living inside of us, he's in the world. He is the light of the world. He, he's here, but the world does not know him. But he said, all they have to do is receive me, and I'll give them powers to become the sons of God. There's such a, a, 
a gift of salvation. There's such a promise here that if people could just get today, people are looking everywhere for an answer. They're trying to, to seek out things, trying to make their way in this world, trying to find something to fill the void that's in their life. What, what can complete me? What can make me happy today? Well, it ain't nothing but Jesus. There ain't nothing today that can help you, make you better, but to know Him. I want to know Him. I don't want to just hear about Him. I don't want to just read about Him. I don't want to just have somebody sing about Him. I want to know Him. How can I worship somebody that I don't know? How can I really give service to someone that I don't know? How can I know what to do right or what I shouldn't do that's wrong if I don't know him or know what his word says? I've got to know him. He didn't come just to make an appearance and think, hey, my appearance is enough. But he wanted people to know who he was. That's why the angel didn't just say, hey, just want to let you know there's been a baby born. Do you know how many other kids were born the same night that Jesus was born? But he said, you got to know today that there is a Savior born. There is hope born. There is a Redeemer born today. It is Christ the Lord. They had heard that this was going to happen. They knew that there was prophecies. I'm sure that somebody had talked about it to them. But today it was going to end. And that night they realized that, hey, maybe it's true. Let's go find him. I don't want to just hear it. I don't want to just see a billboard for him. I want to know him. I don't want to just have a bumper sticker that's got his name on it. I want to know him. I don't want the t-shirt. I want to say, hey, I, I, I got the t-shirt and that's all I need. Hey, I want to know him. I want, Jesus said in one place he's going to send some people away. He said, I never knew you. I want to know him. Look, I can love him and not see him. But if I don't know him, how can I love him? You can't love people you don't know. You say, well, Jesus loves everybody because he knows everybody. I don't know everybody. And I can't love people I don't know. When I see them, when I meet them, and I know them, I love them. I can love Jesus because I know him. You know why I know him? Because he lives inside. Because he washed me away. His blood has been applied to my life. His name has been applied to my life. His spirit lives inside of me. I've spoken other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance. And let me tell you, I've been born again. I know Jesus today. But this world is satisfied with billboards and bumper stickers. They're satisfied with advertisements about him, but they don't know him. They think if I can just uh, say that I believe he existed or if I, uh, if I have a Bible on my coffee table, I'm going to be all right. Why don't you open it up and know him? Why don't you learn about him? So tragic. What a night in history. For over 400 years, no open vision. No word from God. The Pharisees have set up their, their traditions and their rules. The, the, the Sadducees are doing their part and people are just doing whatever they want to do. There's still a few hanging on, people waiting to see it happen. But all of a sudden, in the middle of some night, the, the sky lights up and their angels singing and they're talking about the Savior has been born. You would think, my God, this is what we've been waiting on. I've been looking for hope. I've been looking for an answer. But then John records that even though he came unto his own, they knew him not. He was in the world. The world was made by him. He's the master. He's the creator. And they don't know him. 
They lived next door to him. They watched him walk down the street. They were in the marketplace that he was at. They saw the things he done, and still they did not know him. And there are people sitting in his house. There are people sitting in his churches all over the world that don't know him. Some said, well, we think we know who he is. We, uh, you know, they'd see him doing great miracles. And how, how's he got all this going on? Because we know his brothers and we know his sisters. We know his family. I, I watched him run up and down my road. And, and he ain't nobody special. Sometimes we can get so caught up in traditions that uh, we don't even know him. We think if he don't do like this or he don't do like that, that it ain't really him. Let me tell you, we need to know him. And God is sovereign and God will do what he's supposed to do. I want to know him. I don't, this, if I don't know him, I can't take part in this salvation. How, how can I worship him? The Bible says that, that people are going to worship him in spirit and truth. How can I do that if I don't know him? And this theme was just prevalent through the Gospels. They didn't know him. In John chapter 4, in verse 9, Jesus is, he stops by this well in Samaria. And there's a woman comes rolling up to draw water. And in the conversation, uh, the Lord has said, give me to drink. And she answers, how is it that thou being a Jew ask Drink of me, which is a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, Give me to drink, then you would have asked him and he would have given living water. When you don't know him, you're going to miss out on what he's got to offer. Casual conversation with Jesus does not mean you know him. She was talking to him. She was looking at him. She was in the same place he was at. But let me tell you, he said, if you knew me, if you knew the gift of God, then you would have asked me and I would have given you living water. But you're standing in my presence and have no idea what I have to offer. Let me tell you, lack of knowledge, the Bible says people will be destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's not that they're not in the presence of miracles. It's not that they're not in the house of God. He said they would be destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know what keeps me from being destroyed? He does. The Lord preserveth the stranger. It's not the Lord's will that any perish or be destroyed or be done away with, but that all come to repentance. But friend, if you don't know him, and why wouldn't you want to know him? Why wouldn't you do everything you could to know the one who died for you? Let me ask you. Let's say you're driving down the road in your car and you hit some ice, you spin out. You go off the road, you flip upside down and man, you're hung in there and all of a sudden your car's on fire. You can't get out. Smoke's filling up the cab of the car and you're choking and you think, this is it, I'm going to die. This is it right here. And you're praying and talking and trying to think of your family or whatever you're doing. And finally you black out. Thinking, I'm, that's it, I'm gone. But you wake up in the hospital. How did I get here? Well, this guy saw you in your car. And he broke the window out. He pulled you out. He saved you. Man, I want to thank him. 
could you just send him here? I want to thank you. Just, why don't you just thank me? Just, you can just tell me things. But you're not the one who done it. I want to know who saved me. Because now I get to see my wife and children. Now I get to keep doing what I love. You know, now I, my, I've got my life back. I knew I was gone. I knew it was over. I need to know who saved me so I can thank him. I need to know who saved me. And you can never do it if nobody tells you who it was. He wanted to stay anonymous, so I can't give you his name. I mean, you, I'll give you $1,000. Just tell me who it was. Anything, just I'll do anything. Just tell me who I've got to thank him. You don't know he saved me. Let me tell you, you'd be, the, or if it, say it was your kid, you'd be like, I've got to know, I've got to thank him. I, you'd be trying to find out. Well, Jesus didn't try to stay anonymous. When he came to this world, he let them announce he was being born. Before, before uh, Mary ever conceived, you're going to have a child. You're going to call his name Jesus because he's going to save his people from his sin. When John saw him coming down the road, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. When he baptized him, they heard the voice, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He wasn't trying to hide. He came unto his own, but they knew him not. They received him not. He wasn't trying to stay anonymous. So I want to do everything I can to know him. I want to do everything I can to thank him, to be pleasing to him. I, I don't want to waste the life that he saved. Have you ever seen uh, this movie, Saving Private Ryan? Have you ever seen that story? It's a tremendous story. And all these men that went to find this guy, I got, I got to cut through it. It's during the war, and, and they're... they're the men that are going to save him, to find him, to rescue him and bring him back because his brothers had already been killed and they didn't want all three of this family to lose their sons all in one war. And so they're trying to find Private Ryan. Well, they get there, they find him, but everybody that's saving him is dying. They're getting shot, they're getting killed. And, and the, the one guy who was like the main uh, sergeant, he's, he's, he gets shot right at the end and he tells the guy, he's like, make it count. Don't waste it. He's dying. He's taking his last breath. And he's telling Private Ryan, said, men have died for you. Don't waste it. Men have died for you. Make it count. You go and live. Don't, don't, don't let this be in vain. You know, this guy didn't feel worthy of it. He, was, he felt guilty because people were dying. But he said, here's my wish. Don't waste it. Let me tell you, don't waste it. Jesus came to this earth and he lived. He walked this planet, but he gave his life. He gave his body to be broken. He shed his blood to wash away your sin. He filled you with the Holy Ghost. Don't waste it. He went to the cross. He died so you could live. He came out of that grave so you could live. Don't waste it. Make it count. Oh, I wasn't worthy, Lord. I can't believe you did that for me. You know what he's saying? Don't waste it. Make it count. Take what I've got to offer. Know me. Know me. And so he comes to this woman. Hey, you don't even have dealings with the Samaritans. Don't matter. He said, I'm breaking all the boundaries down. I've got living water for everybody. And if you knew me, you'd ask. If you knew who I was and you knew what gift I had, you'd be asking me. But the problem is this, that you hang around me, you can see me, you can talk to me, but you don't know me. In verse 22, he said, you worship, you know not what. You don't even know what you worship. But we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. And then in verse 25, the woman 
She says, well, I know a few things. I know that Messiah come, is coming who is called Christ. And when he's come, he's going to tell us all things. He's sitting right in front of you. And Jesus says unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. She was waiting on Christ to come and he was sitting right there. People are waiting for an answer, and it's right here. It's been here ever since he shed his blood, ever since he gave his life, ever since he came out of that grave, and ever since there's been anybody standing up and preaching the gospel. The answer has been here. This world needs hope today, and it's going to come in Jesus. It ain't going to come in money. It ain't going to come in jobs. It ain't going to come in education. It's going to come through the risen Savior. And today, somebody needs to know Jesus. He's got to be more than some painting that somebody, he's never been seen. Nobody that painted pictures of him saw him. Peter said, you love him though you hadn't seen him. I see pictures painted of him. Sometimes he's blonde haired and blue eyed. Sometimes he's, he looks like he's a they got him painted with his hair and everything going on. He looks like the lead singer for some hair band in the 80s. I don't know what he looked like. I don't worship no statue of him. And I don't worship no picture of him. I worship him. I, you know what I got? I got his name. And I got his spirit inside of me. And I got his blood on my life. I'm going to see him one day. One day I'll see exactly what he looks like because I'm going to be changed in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye. And it says we're going to be, we're going to know him because we're going to be like him for we shall see him as he is. I don't worry. I didn't know what he looks like. Why? Does it matter? It don't change the fact that he died for you. It don't change the fact that he shed his blood. What you need to do is know him. Don't let just hang. Listen, you can hang around the church. That's fine. You got to do more than hang around it. You got to have more than praying grandmamas. Yeah. Oh, I'm so thankful. Hey, you know what? I'm thankful for praying grandmamas too. You know what? I'm thankful for anybody that'll pray for me. But I got to have more than that. I got to have a knowledge of the one who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh. That I might know him. All oh, the things. Listen what, what Jesus is telling that woman. I could just stay right there. And what he's telling her. I've got living water. But you can't even access it because you don't know me. What are we missing out on because we don't know him? I can't tell you everything about him. You got to know him for yourself. You got to know him. That's why you need to read. You need to pray. You need to study. You need to seek God. And you need to listen to preaching so your faith will be built. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And how are they going to hear without a preacher? God gave evangelists, apostles, prophets, all these fivefold ministries for the perfecting of the saints. I believe all of that. But man, if you have church twice a week, you got five days, you on your own. You better be putting something in yourself in five days so that you can know what he'll do. In John chapter 8, I'm going to try to get hurry up. I'm going to try to hurry up. John chapter 8 and verse 19. 
He's talking to his people. They say unto him, where's your father? And Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father. Listen now, because he's tying it up. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And then in verse 25, and they said unto him, who are you? And Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Now listen, they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. He said, I, they wanted to know who he was. Who are you? I am the same that I said unto you even from the beginning. I ain't tried to hide. And he said, but they couldn't understand that he was saying, I and my father are one. In John chapter 14, even his closest people, listen, that's why it's so important that you know him. Because even in his 12 closest disciples, they were people who did not yet get it. Had walked with him three years and just didn't quite catch on. John 14 verse 5, Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest and how can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Have, you've watched me walk on water. You've watched me feed multitudes. You've heard me preach and teach. You've seen everything that I've done. Have I been with you so long a time, and you don't know me? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how can you even say then, show us the Father? How does that statement even come out of your mouth? Show us the Father. Listen, we need to know today. We need to know the way. We need to know the Father. We need to know who He is. It's not enough just to believe that He did come. You've got to know Him. This, this, this watered down doctrine of, hey, just, just say it out of your lips. I believe and you're going to be all right. You know, the Bible says that the devils also believe and tremble. There's a lot of people that believed in some things, but we got to serve him. We got to know him. You know, even there would be times he would go to cast out devils and the devils would say, I know who you are. And the people standing there to receive the miracle had no idea who he was. I want to make sure I know him. And these people that lived on this earth long enough, they'd heard enough preaching in their day. They'd sit in that synagogue and heard those prophets read over and over. They had had enough preaching to them that they should have known who he was by what he was doing. Jesus even asked, who do men say that I am? He said, I want to see what they know about me. Answers from everywhere. You're John the Baptist. You're Elijah. Jeremiah or some other prophet. Well, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ. That's what the angel said, right? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And Peter, what, Peter wasn't in that field. He went out there that day. He had spent time with him, and, and God had revealed it to him. He said, you didn't get this from flesh and blood. You didn't hear this from the shepherds. You didn't hear this from my brothers and sisters. But the Father has revealed this to you. 
who I am. And Peter knew him. Maybe that's why Peter never gave up when he made those many mistakes. Because he said, I know I'm, I'm a flop, but I know who he is. I know I've made mistakes, but, but he's Christ the Lord. <laughs> he's God manifest in the flesh. He, he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I know who he is. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I've messed up. But, I, and, you know, maybe that's why he kept coming back because he knew that God is rich and full of mercy, that the mercy of the Lord endureth forever and that it's new every morning. Maybe that's why he kept coming back because he knew there was forgiveness with God. Most of us quit after one little, little hiccup, but, but Peter kept coming back for more. I got to stick with him. I got to stay with him. I've got to know who he is. And Peter knew who he was. I want to know who he is. Paul said this in Philippians uh, chapter 3 and verse 7. But the things were gained to me. I count loss for Christ. And yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge. I've got to do more than just go to a church. I've got to do more than just sing in a choir. I've got to do more than just be on the drama team. I've got to do more than just be on outreach. I've got to have a knowledge of Jesus. Paul was a preacher. And he, he had all kind of, he, he had listed prior to this all his accomplishments in the natural. He said, if it, people want to boast, I could boast more. But I'm throwing all that away just so I can have a greater knowledge of the one who saved me. So I can know more about Christ. I need to know about the one who saved me. I don't want to try to box him up into one or two days a year. Oh no, he's with me every day. When I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed at night, he's with me. He's been with me for 25 years now. uh, Talking to me, helping me, getting me over. I can't tie him down and box him up. Friend, I've got to know him. That's not knowing him. That's not knowing him. I've got a, there's there's something excellent about knowing Christ, my Lord. For whom, he said, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them a dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I tell you, there's some things that people are going to miss out on because they don't know him. Miracles won't be enough to do it. Haven't we cast out devils in your name? Haven't we done many mighty works in your names? Depart from me, I never knew you. I don't want to fall into the trap that people did in his day. That he would come into his own. That he would be my savior, but I don't know him. I could repeat his name. I can quote scripture, but do I know him? Friend, I want to know him today. He knows me. He knows the way that I take. I want to know him. I know that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and he's always watching out for us, and he knows everything. He's known me since I was, before I was formed in the womb. I know all that, but I want to know him. He saved me. He gave his life for me. Let me tell you, we need to make sure that we are not shortchanging people today talking about the Lord. People, don't, don't, don't feed them a little crumb and, and leave them with something to make them think they're all right. Tell them what it takes to be saved. Tell them they need to know God. Tell them they need to know this Savior. Tell them they need to go to church. Tell them they need to worship God. They need to pray. They need to read. You need to have a life. 
with God. You got to live for him. I'm just going to repeat this and I'll be fine. I hope so. Highly doubt it, but I hope so. Because I don't want nobody lost. But let me tell you, I'm not going to, the things I've studied, things I've seen, and things that I know about God, I'm not going to not tell people. I'm not going to pat somebody on the back because they can be sincere. And they can be sincerely wrong. And they can be sincerely lost. Tell them who Jesus is. Tell them. Jesus even said, if you believe not that I am he, you'll die in your sins. You've got to know who I am. You can't just know that I'm here. You can't just know that I turned water into wine. You've got to know who I am. Peter said in 2 Peter 2 and 20. No, not 2 and 20. Yes, 2 and 20. He said, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world. How did they escape? Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How did we get out of the world? How did we escape the pollutions of the world? And how do we stay out of them? Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'll just stay right there. You need to know him. There is no escape without him. If you want to get away from a life that's pulling you down and tearing you apart, if you want to escape, then you've got to know something about him. Got to start somewhere. You got to know him. You got to know him. You got to know him. So what did the scripture say about him? The angel said, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior. He's not just anybody. He's not just somebody that happened to show up. Listen what who the Savior you need to know who the Savior is. Isaiah 43, 10 and 11, you are my witness, saith the Lord, my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there is no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. The Lord Says, I'm God. There's no God formed before me. Neither will there be one after me. So if there's not going to be another God formed or another Lord formed after him, that means there'll be no Savior formed after him. When that angel said, this day is born in the city of David a Savior, he was saying, God is manifest in the flesh. He didn't send somebody else to do his job. He went ahead and prophesied about it early on. That I, even I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. In Isaiah 45 and 5 he said, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee though thou hast not known me. He was in the world and it was made by him and they knew him not. He was the creator of all things and they knew him not. He said, I've done all these things but you have not known me. And then in verse 21, he said, Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. 
There is none beside me. You're not going to be saved by anybody else but God Almighty. And his name is Jesus Christ. God manifest in the flesh. He said it right here. He prophesied. There's no, not going to be a God after me. There's not a God beside me. And there's not a Savior else beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved all ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. So the angel, that covers the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. In Colossians 2, Paul wrote in verses 8 and 9, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Hey, hold that scripture. Go back for a second. You know why he warns about men doing that? Put verse 8 back up. Because this is exactly what he told Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father has revealed it unto you. Because the revelation of Christ is not given after man. It's spiritually discerned. It's discerned through his word. He said, so listen, don't get... Spoiled through philosophy, vain deceit, traditions of men, rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Because in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. All the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost dwells in him bodily. So that's why he said, when you see me, you have seen the Father. I and my Father are one. Hey, people's got to know him today. It matters what you think about him. You need to know that he was God. Not, not God Jr., not some second person in the Godhead. He was God. The Bible says unto us is born a son, a child is born, a son is given. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Who's going to be called that? The child, the son, Jesus of Nazareth. Even the angel said, he would be called Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. We beheld God's glory as the only begotten of the Father. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. But it's in them same parts of Scripture that, that John says, He was in the world, but the world knew Him not. He came into His own, and His own received Him not. And so uh, the Savior part's covered. The Christ part is coming now. He's Christ the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Philippians 2, 10 and 11. Paul said that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. So when he said, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He was letting them know that prophecy after prophecy after prophecy has now been fulfilled. That God was now manifest in the flesh. I told you earlier uh, about Isaiah 35. And I'm going to read it to you right quick. I'm getting ready to end. I really am. Isaiah 35. Anybody know Bartimaeus? What was his problem? 
He was blind. Anybody remember that, that guy in John chapter, is it chapter 9 or chapter 7? Help me out, preacher. A man that was born blind. He made a statement. They said, we don't know what happened to you. Well, Jesus opened my eyes. Well, he's a sinner. He said, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. He said, well, I do know is this. I was blind, now I see. That he opened my eyes. And if he were not of God, he could do nothing. Isaiah 35 and 4, say to them that are a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Who's the Savior? Born to you in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord. We know that he's the Savior. And so that Savior is somebody who saves you. He said, your God will come. He will save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The way they could know who he was was to see the miracle that he performed. Maybe that's why he looked at uh, uh, Philip and said, have I been so long with you and you not know who I am? Maybe that's why he told them in one place, he said, you trust in the scriptures, check them out because they testify of me. If you believe the scripture, you'd believe me. It's in there. He's God Almighty. Nobody else in the Old Testament ever opened blinded eyes. Nobody behind him ever opened blinded eyes. Now, I know Ananias prayed for Saul so that the scales would fall off his eyes in the book of Acts, but he wasn't born blind. Now, I know that, that now that miracle's unleashed and blinded eyes can be opened. We can pray healing for blind people and they can, their eyes can open. But until Jesus does it, it's off limits because it's going to be like a testimony of who he is. Hey, Israel, your God has come to save you. Even God with a recompense, he's going to come and save you. And then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame's going to leap as a heart. The tongue of the dumb's going to sing. Listen, God knew what he was doing. I want to know him. That's why it's so exciting to read this book. Read through here and find out who he is. I got to know him. I got to know him. I got to grow. You know, Peter said in uh, 2 Peter 3 and 18 that we would grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Grow in knowledge. You need to learn. Have you not known? Have you not heard? You remember that scripture in Isaiah? We love to just mount up with wings with eagles, but have you not heard? Do you not know? Don't you know that the Lord, he don't faint? He don't give up? He's going to provide. When Saul got knocked down on the road to Damascus, he said, Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. I am Jesus, whom you persecute. So why does that message have have so much? It ought to to mean so much. That that Luke chapter 2, the announcement is just as powerful as the Acts chapter 2 announcement because it's basically the same thing. Honey, you can come through the music. In Acts chapter 2, we love verse 38. But in verse 36, Peter is preaching. He says, let all the house of Israel, God's own people, salvation is to the Jew first. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God 
has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, let's back up for a second. This is going to bother them tremendously because the Holy Ghost is moving. It's the day of Pentecost and God's Spirit has been poured out on all flesh. And the Bible says that His Spirit will lead people into all truth. And even though they had seen Him and and watched His miracles and heard Him preach and heard what people were saying about Him, they couldn't get it. But on this day, something happens. It says when they hear this, they are pricked in their heart because they understand the implications if this same Jesus is both Lord and Christ then he was the Messiah he was God manifest in the flesh because God is in Christ the Jews don't believe anything different God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself when they heard that they had killed the Lord, Hear, O Israel, I'm sure all these scriptures from the prophets were ringing in their ears. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And I am God, and beside me there is no Savior. And, and they're thinking about, I remember I was there that day Bartimaeus got his eyes opened. I was there when that guy was born blind, had his eyes opened. And, and Isaiah wrote and said, that's when God would come to save us, when blinded eyes were being opened. And now, the, what have we done? And if it stopped right there, it'd be bad. This announcement should awake the same feelings as Luke chapter 2 did. Because when the angels said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, they didn't shrug it off. They said, Let's go see this thing. Let's go find him. People started inquiring. Kings were wanting to know where is he at. Wise men were finding him. People were looking, seeking him out because they realized that, hey, this is the answer to something. When he came into this world, it was known, made known that he's the answer. On the day of Pentecost, Peter now, through a revelation, is preaching this answer because he did. The angel right there didn't give the shepherds his name. They just said, "Christ the Lord." But now Peter said, when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now that you know who he is, you got to do something about it. You know, he told them in the next chapter, he said, I know it was through ignorance that you did it. It's because you didn't know what you had in front of you. There's too many people today are sitting right where salvation is. But through ignorance, they're ignoring it. They're not taking part of it. But I'm telling you today that this Savior that was born so long ago, He wasn't just born, but He lived and He died. And He rose again. And He gave the gospel. He committed the preaching of the gospel to men. And they don't just get up and preach whatever they want to. He said, you're going to preach repentance and remission of sins in my name beginning at Jerusalem. And so that's what we find Peter doing, preaching repentance and remission of sins in his name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Peter knew who he was. Let's stand together. The Savior of the world is the God of creation. Manifest in the flesh, Jesus Christ the Lord. 
Do you know him today? Do you know what he's done? I could stand here all day and tell you. But he gave his life. He went up Calvary's hill. Mocked, spit on, beat. Died. Buried. Rose from the dead. So that you could be saved and be with him forever. This morning I'm going to open this altar and give you a chance to come and pray. While she's singing this morning, would you come find a place in this altar? And if you do know him, why don't you come and thank him today? Why don't you come and worship him today? But if you don't know him, if you need to be baptized in Jesus' name today, we can do that. If you need the Holy Ghost, we can pray for you today and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's worship him. I gotta know you, Lord. Just to love you is my desire. that I know him today I'm thankful that don't get me wrong I'm thankful that that people have their mind on him but what a waste you know I'm sure when he was born a lot of people were excited family members 
gathering around, congratulating, but even some of his own family had no idea who he was. What a waste. Oh, I don't want to waste an opportunity to let somebody know who Jesus is. Praise God. When you get a chance, tell them about it. Do you know he loves you? Do you know that he died for you? Do you know he rose from the dead? Do you know he wants to fill you with his spirit, wash your sins away? Do you know that? Let them know what Jesus can do. Let them know that he's ready. He's waiting. He's knocking. Jesus is looking for people today. You believe it? He came to this earth for a reason. He's still got a purpose being fulfilled today. Thank you for being in service today. Let's take somebody by the hand. Let's close out with prayer together. Get somebody by the hand. If you can, just lift it up to heaven this morning. We're in this together. Lift your voice and let's pray right now. Pray for the one beside you. Lord, we love you and we're thankful to be in your house and to be in your presence. God, I'm asking you today, Lord, to encourage us and help us and let us grow in grace and in the knowledge of who you are. God, use us as vessels to teach people, to help people understand, to realize that there's a Savior. Hallelujah, that there's hope in this world, that there is hope in their life today. God, help us to know you. Let us lay everything else aside that we might know you and the power of your resurrection. Keep us now in your hands, Lord, and watch over us and bring us back together when it's your will, God. Let us be ready to meet you in the air. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. We, there, there will not be prayer on Monday nights, just so you know, but we will be on regular service Wednesday night at 7. So be safe, be careful, have a great time with your families, whatever you're doing this week. Just be safe and be careful, and we'll see you Wednesday night at 7. God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.